as always, I hope everybody's doing good emotionally and mentally. Like I always say, I know everything is not perfect. No day is ever just, you know, going like we want it to go. Yet I still hope that we're able to keep it together emotionally and mentally. I do hope that we have taken time to, you know, look into options for counseling, therapy, more prayer, more meditation, and continue to have faith. And making sure that we are very cautious about what we think about, how we move, and what we do. Because it really does affect everything that we're doing in our life on a daily basis. And before I get into what we're going to talk about, I want to share something with you guys real fast. There's these walls that men and women put up after being in relationships that didn't work out. The other person has moved on, living life, while the other is possibly stuck in limbo in between personalities. Sometimes when you get in a relationship, you give it your all, your identity becomes intertwined. So when the relationship is over, at times you go into a whirlwind and don't know where you belong. I didn't intend to make this about strength, but for me, the two go hand in hand. For those of us who have been in relationships and have been hurt, it takes great strength to move on and allow someone else to put to put you in what we call that vulnerable situation. And for those strong enough to hold on, your blessing is coming. So I'm sharing a piece I wrote in 2016. And... Um, it relationships are really hard we know that they can be easy they can be very smooth they can be a lot um it's all on how we see it how we do it how we put forth the energy into it a lot of us didn't have uh good Images to look at to where we can say that's the type of relationship I would like to have, but just of course change it along the way. So, some of us mirror the images that we've seen with relationships from people in our life, whether it be our parents, uncles, aunts, uh, our grandparents, friends, fam you know, it just all depends. But it's that last line though that really we have to really hear because for for those of us who have been in relationships and have been hurt, it takes great strength to move on and allow someone else to put you in that vulnerable situation. And for those strong enough to hold on, your blessing is coming. We're always put in vulnerable situations every day, whether it's a relationship, uh, whether it's a friendship, family, job, your career, it, you're always faced with that. Um, I know the last episode I talked about mental health. Mental health goes into relationships as well. Um, when they're not taken care of, it can affect everything. When I say when they're not taken care of, I mean when you're not taking care of your thoughts, your emotions, your mental health, your self in a whole. It can go bad. Mental health is very, very serious and it's something that should always be taken serious and not played with. I watched a 
episode on YouTube today. And I don't know why I'm just now seeing it, but it's called Mental Health Doesn't Discriminate. And it's featuring Lil Wayne. It's called Uncomfortable Conversations with Emmanuel Ocho. Ocho. It's A-C-H-O. When you get a chance, I want you guys to really take time to look at that. Because that was a very powerful uh, clip, even though it's 17 minutes and 24 seconds. In that 17 minutes and 24 seconds, you understand a few things. Um, and I, some of you probably don't know who Lil Wayne is, but he's a rapper. He's been out for, you know, a couple many years. He's had uh, situations, been in the news, you know, uh, and he's had mental health and has, you know, been dealing with his mental health issues. Like a lot of people um, in the music industry or if they're acting just like us, you know, we may not be in the industry like that but we're still who we are as people and we still need to take it serious now you guys all know I am not a licensed professional so do not knock me on my head saying well you said no 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 I stopped doing a disclaimer because it just wasn't meant but then I realized no let me continue doing my disclaimer because you'll have people that haven't listened to any of the episodes prior to and pick up the one that I didn't do a disclaimer and say, well, you said, and you're not even allowed. I'm not, but I need you guys to understand something though too, is before people had a paper to tell you that they were a licensed professional therapist or counselor, they were just like me. So, you know, don't knock me. Like I said, I am not a licensed professional. I am just speaking on experience, things I know, read, seen, documentaries, movies, all that. That's that's what I'm going by. <laughs> um, real life, really, basically. But I do know that mental health is something that's serious. And I know that last episode, it was I said it starts at home. It really does. Because we have to really pay attention to ourselves and check ourselves because there might be something that we missed and we don't want to say anything because we don't want to feel like everybody's looking at us and talking about us and putting us in this category that we're really not because they don't really know us um and we don't want to get talked about looked down upon um told that we're making it up what are some other things that I know people hear or they're just using it as excuse to act the way they're acting. It's, you know, it's so many things that go within someone being afraid to share that they have had, have, have had moments. Um, mental illness looks very different for every body. You cannot say, oh, I knew that because the way they were acting. No, because you can look at somebody and they'll be the happiest person and you won't even know that they have any, any, any mental um, uh, illnesses. So mental health is very important. 
You cannot diagnose it yourself um, unless you see it in your family and you can be like, oh, okay, yeah, that's me. But it's very important to go get help. It's very important to get a counselor, a therapist, um, and to know what's right for you and your body. When I say that, I'm saying don't take medicine just because they say you have to. Find out what you can really do to continue helping you if medicine is not your choice. That's what I'm saying. Everybody, that's not what that's not their option. They don't want to take medicine because they feel that it's going to, you know, uh, change who they are, mess up their body, you know, just some kind of way affect them, which is understandable. So you have to do your research and understand who you are, know what you will and won't do, and make sure that you're very clear about that when you are speaking with your physician, your therapist, your counselor. Um, If you choose the natural way and you want to be able to continue healing um, through meditation and prayer, that is understandable. If that is how you want to do that, that's how you want to do that. Do not let nobody tell you what you have to do. Now, if it comes to where you're hurting yourself and harming others and, you know, maybe your children or you're really, it's really taking effect on you, please, please make sure you're getting the help that that's needed because that's, that's further on than just naturally trying to continue to help yourself. You don't want to hurt yourself in the long run. But I do want to make sure that we honestly take mental health seriously. Um, it can be, and like 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 Emmanuel explained in the interview, you know, it can be pain, it can be emotions, it can be body aches, it can be. And I've talked about it because it's depression is very similar. Um, You go through bouts of it, but except with depression, going through bouts with mental health, it's a, it's a thing that's there all the time. You know, somebody will tell you, no, you get angry because somebody told you, no, you cannot do something. You cannot have this, or that's not respectful for you to do that way, but you get mad and you think they're out to get you or they're out for you. So you're trying to find ways to hurt them. There's, there are things, but what's more important is that we as parents have to really, really take mental health seriously when it comes to our children. Stop overlooking it. Stop saying, oh, they'll get over it. Stop saying, oh, they're just tired. They're just sleepy today. They've been having... No, something needs to be done ASAP because you don't want that to end up hurting them the older they get. So making sure you take the time, do your research, do what you need to do, make the appointments, get your children in, get your child in, and then do the work after that. Don't just let this go. Don't just wash your hands of it and say it's okay. No. And then as a family, it needs to be taken care of, which is, you know, group therapy individual therapy or counseling um, the work has to be done and I get it financially sometimes that is not easy to do 
there are places that will help still, even if you're having financial moments to where you cannot pay. Because I know it's expensive. You know, some of these appointments are from 100 on up. So I know it can be expensive, especially if you're doing family therapy counseling, if you want to do individual, but just know it should be something that's done. It should not be something that's overlooked at all. And again, I'm not a licensed professional yet. It is a real thing. Mental health is a real thing. Battling depression is a real thing. Bipolar disorder is a real thing. Schizophrenia is a real thing. But suicidal thoughts all go in there. It's a real thing. So we have to make sure that we're truly calling a spade a spade and making sure that we're taking the time, doing our due diligence to take care of either ourselves. We may have the mental health um, moments to where we need to go, you know, have help. It may be our child, it may be our boyfriend, it may be our husband, it may be a parent, it may be... Just make sure that you respectfully approach the conversation. But don't ignore it. Because that, again, is where a lot of us get hurt at. Because we ignore it. They'll be okay. No, they won't be okay. And you have to remember, people cry out for help in so many different ways without saying they need help because they're embarrassed. Because they don't want nobody to talk about them. They don't want, to, they don't want anybody to feel that they're less than. Or um, they just don't want nobody to know. So respectfully, make sure the conversations are had. Hear them. Understand listen but make sure it's all respectful because it's serious loving ourselves is very serious as well and I do know like I've talked in previous episodes I understand that loving ourselves comes very easy for some medium for others and extremely hard for others as well because if you're taught how to love yourself, you under, you get it. If you're not taught how to love yourself and respect yourself and see yourself as beautiful in your natural state when you look in that mirror, it's going to be extremely hard. If you were, you know, if you grew up in a home where you were talked about, belittled, um, bullied by your parent or family members, it makes it hard as well because then you look at yourself in the mirror and you don't see what everybody else sees when they give you compliments. You see yourself very distorted, very mosaic, very just, you don't see you, basically. But when people give you compliments, oh, you're beautiful, I love your hair, I love what you did, you know, you changed this, or you did this different, or, you know, um, giving a compliment to a man, oh, I love, you know, your mustache looks nice, or you, you lined up your beard really good, or you changed something today, you know. We have a hard time taking compliments when we don't, we're still learning how to love ourselves. And that's not a bad thing. Many of us, many of us go through this. I don't care how old you are, 
Okay, well, there is a point because, of course, at zero to, you know, five, you're probably not going to have these type of moments. But then again, you can at five because children are, some children are in homes where they're just spoke to very rudely. So it's, it's learning and taking steps to understand you as a person, as an individual, and just at being you. Because sometimes you don't even know what you like. You know what other people like for you, but you don't know what you like for yourself. Or you've been raised that you have to do this specific thing because that's what the family wants you to do, but that's not what you want to do. So you've had to kind of mask who, who, you know, what you want to do because that's what the family, quote unquote, wanted you to do. And you have to do that. You have to go to school to do this. You have to go to school to do that. But that was never your passion. So then you're looked upon, you're looked down upon because you don't want to do what they wanted you to do. It's just, it all goes hand in hand. It all goes hand in hand. Mental health is important to speak about continuously, consistently. Therapy, counseling, you can take your time to find a good one. Um, They have so many options now to where you're able to you know, get somebody that you feel is comfortable for you. Interview them. I've said it before, like when you go on job interviews, interview your therapist and your counselor because you have to know if they're going to be right for you. You don't want somebody there just twiddling their pen and writing down things that have nothing to do with you, what you're talking about or not really engaged in conversation to help you or picking at your triggers. No, you want somebody that's going to be there to take their time to really hear you and understand you. So that way, when you leave out of where you're at with them, maybe you're doing a Zoom with them. Maybe it's just over the phone. What, However you're going to do your sessions, you want to make sure that you come out of those sessions feeling comfortable, feeling like you've done something different from the last time and um, having homework to fix things. Maybe it's, you know, when you go home today, look in that mirror today, point out five things about you that you like. Like, not the negative. Or when you, you know, get to your car, you sit in your car while your car's warming up, think about or de- decompress everything, digest it, <laughs> and then tell yourself what you heard in, our, in the session or write it down. You know, you just have to make sure that you're taking the steps correctly. And one, that you're wanting to do it. Two, that you're going to be willing to be honest when you go to therapy or counseling. And three, showing up mentally and emotionally. Being present. Show up for you. Not for them, for you. So... It's okay to have a counselor or a therapist. It's okay that you have to have these conversations about mental health. It's okay that you're battling depression and this time it's a little harder. 
it's okay to talk about that, to share that with people that you feel comfortable with. It's okay to take these steps so you can be a better you. It's okay to unlearn behaviors that have been pushed in, you know, just installed in you, instilled in you that have hurt you for so long. It's okay to break cycles. It's okay to truly understand how to love yourself. It's okay how to, to learn how to respect yourself. So that way you can love people correctly, respect other people correctly. Because when you start with you, it helps outwardly as well. But if you're not starting inwardly, then it's a facade that you're giving people outwardly. Everything starts internal. Everything you do starts internal. Your thoughts, your actions, internal before they come out. So, remember that. When so many people have the same thing to say about you, and it's not good, you might want to go ahead and ask questions so you can fix it. Because we are who we are. And at times we are tunnel vision with blinders on and we miss things about us that we're so used to doing because nobody's checked us on it that we continue doing it until somebody checks us and we get offended. Don't get offended. Hear them and fix it. That's what's important. Because if you have children or if you're in a relationship, that means you're pushing that off to them as well. Some people are strong to handle that. Some people are not. But we don't want to keep going into relationships filled with toxic behaviors. We don't want to have children and we still have killed the toxic behaviors within us. Or we haven't got the help that we need. Healing takes time. You are not going to be healed overnight. When you are learning the steps to heal, I'm going to tell you now, like I've said in many other episodes it is brutal (laughs) it's rough it's downright gritty but it makes you a better you so if you're healing not if when you're healing and you're dealing with mental health at the same time it's going to be hard because if you haven't dealt with the mental health part of it and now you want to heal How are you going to do that when you haven't even dealt with the mental health part of it? So they go hand in hand. When you start getting help with one, get the help with the other. So that way you can learn how to do them at the same time. Journaling is very good. Meditating is very good. Praying is very good. I know a lot of people say, I don't pray. I don't pray. Well, meditating is praying. Just thought I'd throw it out there. Yeah, so if you want to call it meditating, no problem. Meditate your heart away. And it's not about clearing your thoughts. It's about understanding your thoughts. Because when we get in these quiet places and we're supposed to be able to clear our thoughts, I thought for the longest time you were supposed to have a silent mind and get your mind to be stop being busy, blah, blah, blah. No, it's learning how to understand your thoughts when you're in that meditative state of mind. 
it's not about shutting your mind down. It's about learning how to hone into your thoughts, navigate through them, understand them. Because your thoughts are telling you something, whether we want to believe it or not. Also, silent moments are the best moments, so stop being afraid of your silence. Silent moments are the best. Sitting with your phones on silent or off, TV off, music off, silence. You can learn a lot from silence. A lot of people are afraid of silence. Silence is actually good for you. Let it all out. Let it all out. Open those blinds. Open the windows. Let fresh air come in. If you smudge, great time to do that. Cleanse your home. Cleanse your home. And I know a lot of people like to be gathered all the time. But I want to tell you guys something. Gathering all the time is not really the best. Because you need time. You need time. Because you're dealing with so many different energies all at one time. When everybody gathers every day. Every other week is good or every week is fine. But when you like to gather almost every single day or every other day. That's a lot that you're dealing with. And that's a lot that you're hiding that you're trying not to deal with. So think about that too. I've been okay with not having so many people around me. One, someone's always stealing something from you. Emotionally, mentally, uh, someone's always stealing something from you. So I've learned. You don't need a lot of people around you all the time. Sometimes it's good to be by yourself. But then there are people that don't know how to be by themselves because they just need, need people around them to help them feel better about themselves. That's where the healing comes in. That's where counseling therapy comes in because you have to figure out what is it about you to where you feel that you have to always have somebody by you, groups of people around all the time. What are you missing? What are you lacking? Is it because when you're younger, you maybe have been looked over, the attention wasn't on you, so now you feel that you have to have everybody's attention always on you. I always think about that as a class clown. Why, does, why is there always one or two children in the class that cut up the most? What are they missing? Attention? Or do they get too much attention now they need everybody to always look at them? And I speak from experience. I've had to talk to my own child about that. I'm like, so where am I going wrong? <laughs> where am I going wrong? What, what am I not doing? <laughs> but those are questions that you should be okay to even have um, asked. You sometimes will get the answers from your children because, you know, they don't hold nothing back. So have those kind of conversations. How can I be a better parent to you? Where am I making my mistakes? Am I not hearing you enough? Am I not giving you enough attention? Am I not, you know, there for you? Like, ask those questions. I know people like, it's my child, and I'm their parent. And they, mm, 
sometimes we miss that. We miss the mark. What I'm not, what I'm saying is, I'm not telling you to be your child's friend. Please. That's not what I'm saying. Because children need discipline. I, I say this all the time. And there are some children out here that are just continuously spoiled. Where adults can be talking and they are all up in the middle of a conversation. They have a say so. That's that. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, if you're with your child every day, all day, you want to know about their school day. How was school today? How are you feeling emotionally, mentally? What happened at school today that, you know, um, made you happy or sad or frustrated? You should be asking that same question about, hey, so has there been a time where I made you feel bad or uncomfortable or sad? Can you please explain to me so I understand not to do that again? We can have those conversations with our children. I learned that. Because I used to be very hard on my children. But I learned. Let me take a step back. Let me break some cycles. Let me communicate with them. As a parent, they know my line. <laughs> my son will say it. I know, mom, you are not my friend. You are my parent first. You're my mom. You're my mom first. <laughs> I'm like, yes, know that. We can have fun. We can laugh. We can talk. We can, you know, have do our little videos, all that. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty of it all, oh, no. No, no, no. I need your your attitude to be back track on back on back on track. Your your mouth don't don't do the disrespect. You know, be respectful. Your representation reputation represent. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you're a representation of me. So when you're out at school, your behavior should be on par. I shouldn't get calls. You know, we all have our off days, but. Let's not have your off days be more off than on. And we should always be an advocate for our children when our children are doing right. And when our children are doing wrong, we should be able to understand that and discipline them, not the teachers. Not all teachers are bad. We're just going to throw that out there. (laughs) There are good ones. (laughs) But we also know our children. So we also need to make sure that we check our children too, though. You don't have a child at school being disrespectful and, you know, cussing and and showing out all this other stuff, but you want to get mad at everybody else but your child? No. Check your child too. Truthfully, start with you because it starts at home. So check you, check your child, and make sure that all lines are doing what they need to do. I'm just throwing it out there. And I know some people are probably listening to this like, this is all over the place. It is. It all means the same thing, though. I speak in a rhythm sometimes with trees blowing and leaves flowing everywhere else, but it all comes back around to the same thing. And this one all comes back to the same thing as well, which is mental health. Understanding boundaries. Setting boundaries. Respecting ourselves. Learning that it's okay to have therapy, have counseling, 
it's okay to check ourselves and know that something's not right. Seek help. It's okay to understand that we don't have it all together, but we're going to get it together emotionally, mentally. You have to do what's right for you respectfully, though. Respectfully. This episode, what I want you to take away from it is you can always be you. Just different versions of you. And what I mean by that is when you start healing, layers layers of you are going to start shedding. Don't try to hold them on. Don't get band-aids. Let them drop off. That's why they're called layers. Let them go. Because you are getting to who you are as a person. Just don't use that excuse. Oh, it's just me. Oh, I'm just this way. That is a cop-out. It's a choice. It's It's a decision that you're choosing to stay in a way that is not healthy or respectful to you or anybody else around you. Don't allow anybody else's behavior to keep controlling you as a person. You control you. You don't control anybody else. Respectfully, make sure that you're checking yourself, especially when it comes to your mental health, your depression, your anxiety, your healing process. It all is very important. Do not take it for granted. Appreciate each step, step, no matter how small your steps are. Do not knock yourself. Do not beat yourself up. Basically is what I'm saying. Don't step backwards. Only continue stepping forward. Every small step is a huge step for where you're going. Always remember that. Until the next episode. Have a great one. Start your healing process. Be patient with yourself. Respect yourself. And know that everything's going to be okay emotionally, mentally, physically, and financially. You got this.